He's Christian. He's Jimmer. And we're back for another installment of Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. Chips. Blaze. Salted caramel. Do you say caramel or caramel? I usually say caramel, but caramel. I think it's caramel. I was at the airport this morning, and the, the Friedrich's coffee is big in Iowa. Mm. And they had all these specialty coffees, and they had caramel flavor, and it was written down C-A-R-M-E-L, caramel. Yeah, you can spell it both ways. It is recognized by the word processors in both. Really? Yes. It's yes. a good thing I didn't make fun of them then. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think it's kind of like whiskey and whiskey, I-E. No, there's a distinct difference there. Yeah, but you can spell them both. I don't know if there's a difference in terms of caramel versus caramel. Flavor-wise. I see. Maybe they use a different sugar. I don't know if one's... Anyway. Um, salted caramel. And uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't smell very good. No. Thank you, Judy, though. We'll get to those in a minute. But first, we're going to talk about stem cell injections. What, yeah. what are stem cells? Well, it's a great question, guys. They're undifferentiated cells in the body. They're the building blocks for other cells. They're the only cells that can become different cell types. Yeah, and once we figured that out, we decided we can fix anything with these stem cells. We yes. Just put them where they're supposed to be. Maybe. Um, Maybe. See what happens. Yeah, we saw this opportunity of where we can convert this stem cell into blood, brain, heart, bone, nerve, potentially cartilage, things that we have a really hard time making. Res yeah, restoring yeah. and correcting and repairing under our own uh, situations. Under the right laboratory conditions, we've been able to find treatments for diabetes, ALS, Parkinson's, Alzheimer, cancers, strokes, burns, even things like osteoarthritis. Yeah. But, there's However, a but. However, there is a big but. There is a huge potential for, for transplant and regenerative treatments. But, the current effective uses are in drug testing. So we can use stem cells to create an environment and then test safely. So we no longer have to use as many guinea pigs, both human and animal. Mice, rats. Yeah. But... We haven't been able to transfer the laboratory test or laboratory success in many cases into actual human success. Turns out humans are a tad bit more complicated than we thought we were. Turns out, turns out. Things don't always trigger the way that they're supposed to. So this is where we start to see in our particular genre here in the orthopedic world where we see a lot of people getting stem cell injections for osteoarthritis, for cartilage damage, and for other treatments related to things that we can't quite know for sure what they're doing sometimes. <laughs> we, do we have to be like really tactful here no, and politically no, correct or well, we can just blow it all out yeah, there? Say whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. okay. No. Um, it's 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 the latest thing, right? And it's I, I think everybody is so stoked that we found this stem cell treatment stuff that they forget to check to see whether or not it's actually really effective. I mean, in, the theory is really exciting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And there's no doubt that I think we'll eventually come up with a way. Mm -hmm. And and there are some indications. I, I read this interesting article this week about in Germany they've been able to inject paralyzed mice 
with uh, stem cells in the brain as well as a certain medication and the mice are able to walk again. The results were far beyond what they expected. It's pretty amazing. So now they have to try to figure out what actually happened there worked. and what triggered there. But yeah. you know, um, lots and lots to learn still, but yeah, th there's, there's hope, but I just don't think we can rush it. And especially not if we try to monetize it. And I think that's what's happening right now. Yeah, and the, the hard part we have as well is that there's a difference between embryonic and perinatal stem cells versus what we consider adult stem cells, which are the stem cells that are harvested in most cases for treatments like osteoarthritis and other orthopedic injuries. So adult stem cells come predominantly from, from bone marrow. They're, they're kind of limited in their cell types, so they're not as stem celly as we would say stem cells should be. Uh, what this means is that we basically need to do more research uh, to figure out what's going on there. Versus embryonic stem cells, which is the blastocyte, uh, these can be harvested between three and five days old, uh, meaning uh, a small embryo, so several hundred cells. They can, they can take a, a few of those, which are completely undifferentiated, continue to grow them further in a medium outside the body, and these can then become any other type of cell. Uh, you can also get perinatal, which are from amniotic fluid, as well as umbilical cord blood. So there's a lot more controversy over harvesting embryonic and perinatal cells versus adult cells because of where they come from. We actually uh, stored cord blood yeah. for, uh, for, from our kids after their pregnancy. Uh, not after their pregnancy, during, after they were delivered. Right. The yep. blood is harvested from the umbilical cord, and you can store that for... Uh, a measly 50 bucks a year Ooh. with the uh, cryo centers of Florida, I think, is where my $50 go each year. Good. Good for Florida. Um, but yeah, so there's a potential f for that, and sometimes people will donate that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in order to make it less controversial, it doesn't mean it's all from... But that's a story for another day. Yeah. Um, adult stem cells, so the ones that we harvest in most cases, uh, do incredibly well treating disorders of the blood. I mean, they come from bone marrow, and so that makes a lot of sense. Bone and blood kind of treats bone and blood. So, makes total um, sense. They lack the versatility to become nervous tissue and, and, and skeletal muscle or, or heart muscle and those sort of things. And that's why we see a lot of difficulty in terms of treating adults and treating. Uh, or the use of stem cells outside of kind of laboratory experimentation to some extent uh, because it's different. Obviously, there's a, there's a cost associated with this. $50 a year is probably the bare minimum you could spend on something like this. I mean, that, that cost can really escalate quite quickly depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, the question of whether or not it works is not really maybe sure sometimes kind of Maybe. Maybe. Potentially. And so it really depends on, the obviously, the type of stem cell being used, the type of condition being treated, and the expectation for results. So if the expectation is some improvement, then you probably have a higher chance of what they would call success. If your measure for success is full resolution of issue, it's a much lower level of success there.
Sometimes that goes hand in hand with what is being promised too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you may have, you know, not not the highest of expectations, but if you're being told after forking over six grand that you're going to have amazing results, yep, maybe that and that, that's what you expect. Nope. I mean, within the clinic, for the most part, I think the success rate is now below 50% in terms of individuals who choose to undergo uh, that treatment and, and no other treatment for their issue. I think so. Um, like Jimmer mentioned, the, the cost at this point, because insurance in almost every case won't cover it, is out of pocket at least between three and $10,000. Yeah, depending on area cells harvested and, and whether or not you need a repeat. How many treatments they want to give you. In, in a lot of cases, uh, what we'll see is they will have an individual with any sort of, let's say, a rotator cuff tear. They will ask that individual to undergo this, this treatment, which may take several weeks of stuff, and then they'll have them be immobile or perform certain exercises as part of their recovery uh, with limited use. If you have a rotator cuff tear and you do very little with it for several weeks to several months and do just graded exercise, you're basically doing physical therapy at that point and you don't probably need to spend the extra thousands of dollars. So it's, it's an it, interesting... And it's also interesting that there's no um, commonality in all the different um, treatment protocols that we've seen. That's true. At, at least the ones that I've seen. That's um, true. Some say, you know, after two weeks, you can go right back to doing what you want to do. Some say you actually have to increase your activity to stimulate cell growth. Others say you should protect it. So th that kind of goes along with the fact that we don't, we're kind of guessing, right? We're making some quasi-educated guesses, and we're not really sure how this um, tissue behaves or why maybe it does work in some cases and it doesn't in others. I always... Uh tell people who ask me what I think, that you're essentially paying to participate in a study. You are contributing yep. uh, your results to, uh, to, the, to the greater good. If you decide that you know money is not really an object for you and you want to go ahead and head down that road, absolutely. I mean, by all means, give it a try. Um, in terms of orthopedic kind of bone marrow related stem cells, I've never seen an issue, it's like an issue related to that. We've read about several significant problems that have occurred. Uh, most famously probably is where someone had their eyes injected with stem cells and subsequently uh, went blind. But that, um, again, not orthopedic in nature there. No, and you know, if you, there's probably a link that we can put up somewhere. There's more to the story than just that. So this was somebody who was already losing their eyesight. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so we, we can't really tell whether or not the injection sped up the process, but we know that the injection eventually caused. Um, yeah, because they were, was the, it three days or four days the, afterwards? Yeah. So th those, you know, th those are the fringe results, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. performed by somebody who didn't necessarily um, know what they were doing, uh, which, which is always an issue as well. Um, so... Not, not trying to scare anybody, but like Christian said, as far as orthopedics is concerned, there really is very little evidence that there's any major side effects or issues that, that can occur. They will probably explain those to you if you decide to do this um, this particular treatment, uh, what the side effects and risks are. Um, and there are side effects and risks with 
with anything, everything. obviously. But uh, we haven't run into anything that um, uh, that that stands out. The, the biggest um, the, the the biggest limiting factor, as far as I can tell, is the uh, purely financial. Mm-hmm. You know, are you willing to part with that much money um, uh, without any guarantees? And there, if there were any, if there were guarantees. Medicare probably would have approved it by now, which means that, and that's what other insurances base their reimbursement off. Yep. Uh, uh, like, for example, with PRP injections. So they would have um, approved it if there was enough evidence that it worked. Now, that's the fun thing about science, right? We're not saying that it doesn't work, we just don't have any evidence, scientific evidence, and, and we, we're kind of like science guys, so we like to see scientific evidence that stuff works. Um, there isn't any scientific evidence that it works. Now, if you come back at us and say there's no scientific evidence that physical therapy works, touche. Um, but physical therapy is 75 bucks, not six grand. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Trivia time! Last week's trivia. How many grooves are there on the edge of a quarter? My son informed me that that was a dumb trivia question. Mm-hmm. I said, just because you don't know it doesn't make it a dumb trivia question. It is kind of a dumb one, though. <laughs> Super weird. Uh, the U.S. Mint began adding ridges to the coin's edge, a process called reading, in order to make it impossible to shave them down without the result being obvious. As a side benefit, the reeded edges also made coin design more intricate and counterfeiting more difficult. Plus... It makes it easier to scratch lottery tickets. Yeah, they're easier to hold, too, and they're a little slick and stuff. But the answer is 119. We have to say incredibly well done to the king of chips. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Well and done. And then good guesses to Mark, who went with 256, and Alan with 144. I wonder if they counted them. Those, have, those are 256 and 144 are both, uh, was it prime numbers? Right. Uh, no, one four, no, 144 is not a prime number. Or whatever it, it is. What's the? Because that's 12 times 12. No, not a prime. It's whatever. Yeah, 12 times 12. And 256 is something else, isn't it? Like something else times that. Like, like a square root or something? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, they're, I like the guesses. They were good. Well done, guys. Good job. This week's question, is this more fair? Probably. What? It's, it's, Probably. Yeah, I think so. What is the deepest lake in America? Not the Americas, the United States of America. The United States of America. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Because there's one in Canada that's deeper. Yeah. Yeah. No. So the United States of America's deepest lake. Chip time! Bring it on. I'm not really sure about these. Yeah. First of all, Lay's. Lay's salted caramel. C-A-R-A-M-E-L. <laughs> caramel. It's flavored, though. It's a limited time flavor. We've had some of those before, like the uh, the chicken and waffles, and um, mm-hmm. let's see what's in it. There's no artificial Nashville flavors. hot chicken, right? That was the other one. That was the other one, yeah. Potatoes, brown sugar, sugar. We have to say thank you to Judy Bloomberg for these. Most appreciated. Gum acacia, butter, cream, salt. They smell like buttermilk, caramel. It's kind of off. It's a little weird. Yeah, because normally you don't put sweet and uh, chips together. Uh, yeah. What? I don't know. We're going to try it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Oh. 
Oh, if you guys could only see Christian's face. There's no way I'm having another one of those. <laughs> there. I think I can. <laughs> I think the chip might be crispier as a result. I, I don't know. This is. I'm not having another one. This is really weird. Um, They're not even that salty. It. No, it, it ends up finishing like um, like parchment paper. That we had these these cookies in the Netherlands that had like coconut paper on the back. That's what it tastes like, but then bad. <laughs> There's, oh my goodness, they're 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 not good at all. <laughs> no, these are probably. I don't know why I'm crying. I'm crying because there's this whole bag of chips and there's nothing we can do with them. Feed them to the geese. These are awful. Wow. Wow, ladies. Who? You've really three thumbs down this one. <laughs> oh Who tricked God. you into making this flavor? There's got to be a hundred different flavors out there that are more fascinating than salted caramel. I get impressed when... They try these, and you know they've gone through a taste testing process. Someone's gone like, yep, that's it. You nailed it. <laughs> I don't even get salted caramel in the taste. Where's the salt? Like, the least you could have done was have, like, a regular amount of Lay's salt on there. Right? Wow. <laughs> it's so bad. That's I would really... give it four thumbs if I could. This is probably... This is the worst chip we've ever done. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Uh, yeah, three thumbs down. There was no um, my, my stomach is already <laughs> growling at me like, what are you trying to do? No, thank you. No, Beside the fact that they're lace, which means they're, you know, we're kind of kettle chip fans, so they're, they're kind of thin. They, they dissolve in your mouth almost as soon as you take a bite. It, we're it's still not stuck even, in my teeth. It's so, such an awful aftertaste. Well, chip data ratio, 50%, so good job on that part, but... It's because nobody wants to eat these. That's the they have to fill up the bags. That's the extent of my um, compliments. If anybody has tried these and liked them, let us know. Please yeah. reach out. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Lay's is probably not bringing these back. This is this is definitely going to be a limited time offering um, with no return. But then as you accurately pointed out, this went probably through a group of people who said... Yeah, these we gotta try. We gotta try. The these. public's gonna love this. Well, huh? Maybe we're just snooty. Yeah, it's not good. No, thank you. It's not good at all. Well, thank you for listening today. Next week we're gonna go over previous injury risk. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, we're gonna review Old Dutch Dutch Crunch Original, recently procured from an Iowa trip. Yeah, these are. I think these are a Midwestern brand. No, old, old Dutch is from uh, Minnesota. Wasn't that Midwest? Is that Minnesota? Midwest? I, don't I know. think so. I consider that part of Canada almost. <laughs> no, I think Minnesota and Wisconsin aren't they part of the mid? Yeah, they're part of the Midwest. All right, fine. Midwest brand, fine. Thank you. Yep. Um, yeah, good trip. Anybody uh, looking to uh, go on a good road trip? Freeze some eyeballs <laughs> in the in the winter. I can definitely recommend driving from Colorado to Iowa. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Hit some snow squalls on the way. If you like today's episode, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you're looking for information on stem cells, give us a follow on Instagram this week and or Twitter. We'll be posting stuff. If you don't believe that these chips are really as bad as we made them sound, the bag will be at the front desk for the next week. Uh, feel, feel free to feel, swing, feel by free to swing by and try these out. Man. 
If you need more information I, on us, go to reboundclinic.com. I, I can guarantee you they will still be around because we won't be eating them. Nope. Oh, man. They're gross. They're gross. They're gross. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, that's fine. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening. <laughs>